0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rossini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program.
1: It's great to be with you again, Dr. Paul.
0: Very good. Uh, we're we're going to talk about a subject we've mentioned many times in the past because it's so important in today's world, especially with what's going on uh, in Ukraine and Russia. But uh, America's uh, used a certain tool in foreign policy for a long time that I've always been highly critical of, and that's uh, sanctions. They think sanctions are... It's just wonderful! They can have their way, and they've rationalized as the saying, "Well, sanctions are are you know sort of a nice way to beat our enemies." And uh, they they fig- they figure you don't have to get it and commit troops and go to war and do all these things. So, well, just do sanctions, and uh, then they don't feel as guilty as if they immediately declare war and start dropping bombs on it. But even with that philosophy, Chris, over these last 20, 30 years, we haven't avoided that. We still dropped a lot of bombs and we still penalized a lot of people and got in a lot of economic trouble. But uh, we uh, we still use the old-fashioned way, and even now uh, it's appealing to the American people. So even though there's a propaganda uh, effort to make sure all Americans hate Russia, you know th- they they also say that uh, you, you know uh, we, we don't want to do too much. So therefore, we have to put on sanctions and we have the tool and we control the finances that reserve currency of the world we have the most weapons and all that and we can threaten and intimidate and do all these things and then we will join these international organizations the the u.n and the imf and nato and and take control of that and therefore we can punish the whole all the world but it's not the way to make friends and influence people uh... matter of fact uh, the last uh... 22 years, those 22 years in this century have not been particularly peaceful. A lot of people have died. And a lot of people in this country, in America, know that a lot of Americans died. But in comparison to how many people we were responsible for that died overseas, uh, you know, it, it's small. So it's still a pretty a pretty a serious matter about uh, the age of uh, sanctions trying to avoid war. The one thing, Chris, that... Uh, I ran into when I was in Congress that uh, always annoyed me because we worked real hard to try to uh, work with an honest liberal progressive who did not like war because there was a time, especially during the 60s, uh, the progressive Democrats were pretty good at, at arguing their case against war. So this, uh, that's, that's uh, been around a long time. But I, I noticed over the years when I was bringing up amendments on trying to get out of the Middle East and, and these uh, different countries to avoid war, the uh, progressives would, when it was clear-cut about sending troops, they were okay. But when it became clear-cut, to be non-interventionist not use the economic tools and the powers we have where we punish people and badger them and try to give them enough trouble you know the liberals sort of never never, never resisted that too much because they saw that as an opt-out you know yes we have to do something because they're bad people we don't want to start a war and of course uh, one of my arguments and the argument of so many people is you know let's have a little war Uh, isn't a very good policy because a little war very often leads to a bigger war. And I think that's what we're facing today. Just how big this mess is going to get in Ukraine, uh, you know, with that battle with Russia. Nobody knows the answer to that, but we are involved right now in a hot war. And I said, oh, no, we're not. We're not. Even our president, we're not sending troops. Uh, and yet at the same time, there's hints that that's a possibility. There's also hints that a lot of people are going to suffer uh, the consequences, including us, including the American people, Uh, suffer the consequences of following this pattern. We can solve all these problems just by using our clout and our power and putting on sanctions and penalizing people economically, and we can have our way. I don't happen to agree with that.
1: Chris? No, me either, Dr. Paul. And the sanctions, we've seen this so many times in the past, they harm the uh, innocent civilians. In this case, it would be the Russian people. You know, people that get up every day, go to work, feed their families, solve their own, uh, you know, their own personal problems. But you know, when you're all the way across the world and war propaganda heats up and people start foaming at the mouth, it's very easy to equate the leaders of a country with the people, uh, you know, but we have to, you know, be rational and think what if let's, let's put the shoe on the other foot. What if foreign nations did this to us? Take our current situation with the Biden administration. Biden is extremely unpopular, very unpopular. And what if you know, foreign countries starved us, the citizens, prohibited medicine from us, took uh, you know, food, uh, prohibited food from us, the citizens, because of Biden? I mean, what would we be thinking as ordinary people? We get up, we go to work, we take care of our families, uh, you know, just like the Russian people. And, you know, a common thing you'll hear is, oh, it'll make them want regime change and get rid of Putin, when we've seen how many times that it does, uh, it it, um, usually does the exact opposite. The people tend to rally around the government. Look at what those Americans are doing to you. They're starving you. And, you know, weakened and starving people don't overthrow their government. It tends to be the exact opposite. They become more dependent on that government. Look at what those Americans are doing. We'll take care of you and make sure that you survive. So sanctions, as Dr. Paul has been saying for decade after decade, these are acts of war. They harm innocent civilians. And, you know, they really don't serve the purpose that the people that impose them claim that they do.
0: You know, the way they rationalize this is, the, you know, the um, the sanctions aren't uh, as vicious and violent and not as many people die. But as you indicate, uh, it can lead to all that. And there's all degrees of sanctions, too. There's little ones and big ones. And uh, it usually, though, what happens is it starts off with something little and they justify it. Uh, but the, the one thing that generally happens is they don't do what is inten- intended. There's a lot of unintended consequences, and yet they, they pursue it, and it leads to other matters. Sometimes they sort of fib on us. You know, We might have a battle with a country, uh, and I'm sure some people could guess which country I'm alluded to, that we go and we deal with them. We don't like what they're doing, so we freeze their assets, billions and billions of dollars and we hold it in a bank and try to use that as a wedge and then another president comes along and said you know we took that money and we're trying to work a deal out we want to try to get along with this country now so we're going to we're going to back off on there and then the people come down and and the people who don't want to give back the money they say oh oh they're giving they're just giving them american taxpayers money and yet all it is it technically is the return of the money that we stole from them so that's the reason that uh, it, it's used for a gross distortion but i i think there's a lot of misunderstanding of it all economic uh, uh, policy stuff uh, is that does things that just don't work as well And the temptation is always much greater for the more powerful a country is, the more they want to work hard to maintain their power and expand their power. So that means totalitarianism and the race to be a totalitarian government is very much involved in controlling economics. I think economics is a powerful, powerful weapon uh, used through the ages because when a totalitarian has things settled and they're not uh, shooting each other in the streets, they keep a check on the people because they control everything economically and we had a taste of that and still do with COVID, you do as we tell you oh i know well, we don't have the authority to do this but you better do what you you're told to your company is going to fire you if you don't do this so so they badger them into it and uh, they force people to do it and uh of course you've already indicated that sometimes this stuff backfires and instead of punishing you know the governments of the that we don't find uh are uh, you know uh, practicing the right things they that, that all of a sudden it hurts the people that we didn't we didn't at least admit that's what we were trying to do the the people in this other country and we certainly didn't put on sanctions on uh, <clears throat> on Russia or any other country because we wanted to uh hurt our people but basically you can find that's almost always the case eventually there's blowback (laughs) blowback on sanctions and it comes back and hurts right now some of the blowback coming back or for instance the one that really stands out now this whole mess has amplified the rising costs of oil and energy, and uh, even though that would have occurred just with the mischief of uh, regulations and the Federal Reserve, but along with this type of a war uh, that that's going on, this really does push it up. And where, where do, do we? If you got on the street and talk to the average person, they they don't come up, and the first thing I say is, "We have to stop that war. We have to stop the sanctions." They come up and say. Get us more oil and get the prices down or give us money so we can afford the oil. It, it really is painful. And Chris, you've already mentioned that, and I think that is so true that uh, not only does it hurt the people who didn't cause these conflicts, it will hurt the very people whose government are imposing these rules.
1: Right, Dr. Paul. And as you <coughs> mentioned earlier, the sanctions are going to harm us big time. I mean, we're talking about Russia. And Ukraine, these are major, major suppliers of commodities to the world. Uh, We know about gas and natural gas, uh, but there's also, uh, Ukraine and Russia supply about 30% of the world's wheat supply. I saw the wheat futures are at all-time highs. I mean, wheat is in everything that we buy, just about. So sanctioning Russia will come at a big cost to us, and it's not like we're in a position of strength over here you know, our economy is in bad shape as it is Americans. We already know don't have savings. We see the statistics. You can't get $400 together if you needed it. Uh, we, I think before COVID half the country was already dependent somehow on government checks. Um, our government itself is 30 trillion in debt. The fed has inflated the dollar creating trillions and trillions causing crushing inflation. Even before, the, the invasion of Russia. So this is a bad economic position to be in. You know, we hear about World War II and World War I, where Americans, they had all the gold, they had all the manufacturing, they were on top of the world. That is not the case today at all. So are Americans prepared to take from where we are right now to six, $7 gas and food prices from where they are now, skyrocketing even further? In my lifetime, I've never heard of the American people being asked to make such uh, sacrifices for something that happens across the world. Are Americans ready for that? Because that's what sanctions will eventually bring right here.
0: Very good. You know, there are two things that they are talking about doing. They're liable to do it, but they are probably the two on the top of the list of uh, making the danger and the war much worse. The one is imposing a no-fly zone over... Over Ukraine, And you say, well, isn't there enough activity over there that you really need to? How can you pretend you're going to enforce anything if you don't ban uh, the all the uh, airplanes that are causing a lot of trouble? But the, the whole thing is is sorting it all out and uh, and shooting down maybe not on purpose but accidentally uh, a Russian plane. All of a sudden, that could make the war expand rather rapidly. So uh, most of the people in the know are very, very concerned that if if they set up that no-fly zone, and there's a cry for that here in this country, they, they look at it. There was one commentator, and uh, sadly it was on the Fox News program, they said not only was he for those fly zones, but he was looking at this caravan, uh, you know, 40-mile caravan, and all these trucks, all these people coming in to Ukraine, and they were going to murder all the Ukrainians. His, his position was just go and bomb them and kill them all. And that's exactly what we did when the people were retreating, uh, you know, in the, uh, in the Persian Gulf War. That, uh, and that was one of the things that that information got out and uh, got our whistleblowers into a lot of trouble. So that, that's the type of careless talk there is when they talk about no-fly zones and just mow them down if necessary. It makes no sense. And, of course, I don't think the uh, uh, solution to this is very, very complicated. The other point that I make that is, would be much more uh, dangerous than what's going on now is hitting China with uh, sanctions because China is sort of uh, a letter, a, 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 you know, a, a, a smoothing effect toward russia because a lot of people from russia are now putting their deposits in china which sort of compensates for <coughs> for all this lockdown and making the people suffer you know uh, by not being able to communicate and there are thousands of american business people that have businesses in russia you know there was a time when we thought that's what <coughs> we were supposed to do after the uh, cold uh, cold war <coughs> ended so that that is it But the solution to me is not difficult because it gets complex about when to use sanctions and what to do and who should be bombed and and whatever. I think we should be out of all the entangling alliances that the the founders advise us to do that. Stay out of NATO and the United Nations. Then also bring our troops home. And I'll tell you what. This whole thing on this border dispute and the civil strife in Ukraine, which is explainable and understandable, and there are problems on both sides. Guess what? It would probably be between, uh, well, if we left NATO, there wouldn't be a whole lot left in NATO. But let's say there's still a NATO fighting with Russia. That would be it. Let them deal with it but we shouldn't be losing soldiers and threatening everybody else and damaging uh, you know, our, our uh, security because right now that is what's happening and it certainly is hurting our economy.
1: Very good, Dr. Paul. I'm going to close up um, by uh, pointing out something that we talk about often. You know, Our country over the last 100 years has had a very nasty mental addiction. And I say 100 years is enough. And that is that no matter what happens or where it happens, the knee-jerk reaction is government has to do something. And the problem is they're going to listen to you. They will do something, lots of things. And what ends up happening inevitably is Americans end up regretting it afterwards. And we could just look at just the past several decades. We could go much further back but just in the last several decades you had the extreme emotion after 9/11 and what did the US government do they invaded Iraq where there were no wmds they had nothing to do with 9/11 and today people you know they they don't even talk about it it's so bad and so embarrassing that it's not even brought up anymore and look what just happened over these last 2 years with covid again extreme emotion Lockdowns, masks, anti social distancing, only to find out afterwards that none of it worked, none of it was necessary. And again, with the vaccines, extreme emotion over these vaccines and how people treated each other over these vaccines, only to find out that the Pfizer CEO goes on TV and says they offer very limited protection, if any. Do you see the pattern here? We have single narratives, (laughs) emotions, extreme emotions and then a plea for government to do something and then it ends up with terrible regret and that all stems from this bad philosophy over this last hundred years that government must be everywhere be everything for everybody and always do something and until we break out of this mental habit we're going to just stay in this hamster wheel and just keep experiencing this same cycle we need to be americans again and vigilantly guard our liberties and our freedoms, and, and the government itself has to be cut down in size and limited in scope so that we can live the free lives that we we're meant to live.
0: Very, very good, Chris. You know, the um, argument that uh, most Americans don't want to go to war, I think is a pretty good argument because I, I think that is the case and generally the case until they have their minds changed by a uh, bombardment of the propagandists. And yesterday uh, in the program, I mentioned the fact that, uh, you know, know, the uh, social media admits and are willing uh, to propagandize for the government because it's so serious. They do it all the time and they have, but I always thought it was not quite so bad because they sort of work with the assumption that it's not a proper thing to do but now it's out in the open. And that—that that is the biggest problem we have because I think the instincts are there And they get squelched by the people who are in the military industrial complex in the media or whatever and talk the American people into something which is super nationalism. And it it works in its way into what the empire is like. People people don't want to give up the empire. Matter of fact, some of that exists in Russia today. You know, with the breakdown of the Soviet system, it was a wonderful opportunity for us if we had been a uh, democratic republic you know, we might have had a much better result. But uh, no, they, uh, they they did. They did this and they, uh, uh, they broke down. And all of a sudden there's a lot of people in Russia today that uh, resent the fact that Gorbachev allowed the empire to disappear. Well, hmm. the markets did that because so communism was such a failure. So the, but the people. People have to have to realize that they have to look past the propagandas. That is what is so annoying. So to, to me, whether it's propaganda on economic matters, lying about statistics, lying about COVID and lying about. Why we go overseas, one of the most annoying things to me is when it is said, oh, uh, the the people who are, uh, you know, the propagandists will say to to a military person that's been badly injured, say, thank you for your service. And uh, because we're so grateful that people will go over and defend our liberties and defend our Constitution. And we thank you for it well i think what they're doing is uh they know exactly that's sort of the, they're treating themselves because they knew they endorsed something that wasn't right and yeah how are they defending our constitution by going over for years and years now ever since world war ii fighting these undeclared wars and nobody knows exactly what they're for and they just linger <clears throat> the last one you know the one that uh, probably isn't over yet is afghanistan that's 20 years so some people have already predicted it. If it doesn't quit pretty soon, you might bet if more countries get involved with Ukraine, uh, who knows? That might be one of those wars that lasts for many, many more years than they have ever had uh, uh, expected. So uh, I, I think that's why the principle has to be known. And we have to follow it. We have to get the American people not only to be for peace, but to be for peace in spite of the propagandists and the military industrial complex. And in spite of this whole thing that you're not a good patriot, you're not a good American, you don't defend the troops. Those were the arguments that were uh, were used against me because I was, uh, you know, not supporting the troops and this sort of thing. People have to look past that. The instincts of the average person throughout history, especially the ones that uh, aren't in power, are why do we have to have another war? and uh and it's that the people settle but then they say yes but we are a great nation and we are uh there will be a one world government and we will be in charge and that's a lot of baloney Uh, i think the basic principle of non-intervention is the basic principle that we want to instill in a people's hearts and minds especially in all things that we do whether it's personal liberty religious liberty or whatever but especially on 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 foreign policy uh we uh, we should be seeking seeking peace and that means The most important thing to prevent this natural tendency to override and what the war is the fact that uh, they want want this peace. They have to over overcome this. And that, to me, is the most difficult because people are talked into it. And that, unfortunately, is the reason that they go along with it and it doesn't serve the interest of anybody else. But. uh, that we we have to r- realize that uh, you, you know a lot of people have talked about this throughout all of history. It's not a new issue and uh, and yet it's so useless, so worthless, and y- you have to really have some place buried in your soul to think that that maybe there will be a day when there'll be enough non-interventionists that believe that you shouldn't use aggression against other people to deal with people that are doing things that you just are annoyed by or you don't like and using force to bring about what you think should be proper behavior so uh, i think though that it's uh, important to understand that principle and that of course is why we come uh, quite frequently uh to you with our liberty report emphasizing the whole purpose ought to be Promoting peace and prosperity that results. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Please come back soon.